Hello, I'm James Fitzsimons and welcome to The Career Scoop, a podcast all about career progression, advice and experiences aimed at assisting those who are in career transition. Today, my guest is Brian Hanratty, co-owner of the popular Happy Out Cafe. In 2017, after working in check audit in KPMG for three and a half years, Brian left in order to start his own business. This decision was proven correct with his business blossoming into the well-established Happy Out Cafe on Ball Island on the north side of Dublin. Happy Out is known for their specialty coffee, delicious toasties and exceptional ambience. Brian had planned on opening another franchise in 2020 on the south side of Dublin. Unfortunately for Brian, the global pandemic promptly interrupted this, causing him to have to adjust his plans. In the height of the pandemic, Brian opened the second location of Happy Out Cafe in Donnybrook, Dublin. Despite the challenges the world presented, the expansion has been a raving success. Brian, I'm delighted to welcome you to the show. Hi, James. How are you? Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. That is just great. So, Brian, listen, maybe we kick off. You might just give us a quick overview. You're a qualified chartered accountant who worked in KPMG and decided to give it all up. I am, yeah. Uh, while I was in there, I just, I just figured yeah, all the job offers or job that were kind of being presented to me weren't really what I wanted to do day to day. And yeah, I'd always had an idea of I starting something myself and was lo- loving food and um, yeah, just tried to take a leap of faith and go for it. After getting the qualification, you kind of have a bit of security. So yeah, we could always go back to it. And that's great. And how long did that take? Was that always kind of a scratch in you uh, as you were going through? Because I mean, to get chartered accounts, the top top set of exams with cap one, cap two, and obviously working uh, in audit is, is is tough going. Yeah, no, it was it was very tough, and it's uh, yeah, you have to graft pretty hard. Um, so, in fairness, I, I appreciate how much. You know, sometimes when someone's like, "Oh, it's you know," says how hard you have to work at certain things. Like, there's an element of you like it's not that hard because of what you had done in there. Um, but it's uh, no, it was great training, but it just wasn't for me. You know, I kind of wanted to. I always wanted to do something myself or start something or have more involvement in everything. Um, so yeah, just after finishing, I kind of, I was trying to get into other startups like tech startups, but food is always, food is always kind of a random dream that I never thought I'd actually do. Um, and after starting it, Carl was looking at opening a cafe on Bull Islands and my dad said, why don't you give it a go? And when your dad tells you to do something like that, it kind of gives you that leap. He kind of pushes you off the cliff. <laughs> right. So you decided to uh, uh, leave KPMG in a kind of a stellar career and then go to a beach on the north side, uh, yeah. a mile off the road from, from on the way to St. Anne's Park to open a cafe in a, a I don't know, a sh- I'm going to use the word shack. I mean that respectfully. But shipping in container, a, yeah. In a shipping container. So tell us about that journey. And, and uh, on the way there, uh, how's it been? The highs and the lows. Yeah. So, um, all the as I said, all the through KPMG, I was kind of looking at different. Kind of the last year after qualifying, as as passing all the exams, I was looking at all the different options. Something that would kind of use it, use my expertise, but also be as interesting as I wanted to kind of be involved in and start up and getting involved with everything. Um, and I remember telling my uh, or the partner in KPMG that 
I was, had decided to leave or he knew they knew I left so I, I actually went off to Africa for a month to do some volunteering out there and was kind of helping with actually coffee farms and other farmers with their, their business side so they can understand finances a bit more came back and I think everyone was like oh I wonder what startup he's going to go into now or where he's going to go and I, <laughs> I met them and told them I was going to set up a cafe on Bull Island uh, out of a shipping container and he lives in Qatar so he knew exactly where it was going to be and he, he didn't know what, what hit him uh, he's like, are you, are you sure about that? Have you checked? Have you done everything? Checked all the numbers? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been out a number of times and the queues have been thankfully uh, busy enough that they all, they can't they can't deny it now. But that is brilliant. And so what happened? So I mean, obviously you do, you, there's a little bit of an old business plan, a bit of a budget. Yeah, so we, How do you make it happen though? I mean, that, that's the easy stuff on one level. Yeah, it was very difficult. Um, so I'm in business with my uncle Carl McCullough and he had kind of suggested it to the council and we had to uh, submit a business plan, drawings, where we had to be, you know, because where it is, there's access to water, which was kind of important to so figuring out the right spot. And then it had to go to tender. So obviously with being council land, everything has to go to public tender. So everyone could tender for it. So we could have lost it there. But um, so we had to submit a full business plan, the financials and get our rent and everything. Uh, and then when we got awarded that, like th- that was two years. Uh, Carl was kind of working on that for about two years, just trying to, from suggestion to actually making it happen. Uh, and then once we got permission, we had to buy the shipping containers. So we had to build everything ourselves. Um, and luckily, my dad worked in modular building. So he had a factory, uh, which kind of meant that we knew we could do it, you know, because uh, it hadn't been too many shipping containers around. Uh, so we had to, buy the shipping containers in, get them all cut, put in lugs and do all the interiors so they could batten it and insulate it um, and put in all the electrics and everything. So I was kind of done all site and then we closed off the site and had to, you know, sign up for it. Like I was kind of determined for it to be the best coffee. Like after, after working in town and seeing all the new cafes and how good the coffee had been, I couldn't really accept it not being, you know, up there with the best I couldn't stand over it that way um, kind of similar with the toasties we kept them simple but the cloaking unbelievable we kind of tested loads of different methods and had loads of different recipes and um, like there's a lot in it and it's a lot of good bit of work but it's kind of one of those it's something I can stand over being like this is one of the nicest toasties I've made so you you had a launch date you got your 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 your, your container you got a modified per se everything right and then they will come. So how do you how do you make them come? How do they know? Yeah. How do you how do you get it out there? I don't know if I still have the answer for that. But yeah, uh, we I I had started the Instagram um, before opening. So when I was testing everything in my kitchen at home, I was taking lots of photos and putting things up. Or I drive out to the location, takes photos of the site because the view there is so good. So I was kind of doing that as we were getting things ready, and then putting up like pre-building stuff so when the the shutters went in and so I kind of publicized it a bit like that and got friends to follow and it, I think before we opened we had nearly a thousand followers um, which is pretty good like pretty good I thought and then I think when it opened or when we like carried them into site it was we were open within two weeks so we built the whole deck all the way around and uh, got everything in and had it all painted and made in two weeks after it had arrived from the um, whereas so that kind of created a bit of a 
bit of hype uh, and then we opened up so people who were like a lot of people walk along there in Clondarf anyway so they kind of saw what was happening and it, that kind of I suppose when people see it they kind of want it. and then people who hadn't been down were hearing that something was going on in Bull Island so it created a bit of a buzz and um, people were talking about it straight away uh, and then we opened and like friends and family came down and then people started arriving and it, like the Toasties were got we just got a name pretty quickly um, and the independent after two weeks I think it was earlier than two weeks in 10 days or whatever um, wrote an article and they put up an article about this new shipping container that's doing toasties and coffee and you know the fact that the toasties are actually I think a lot of people were surprised at how good the toasties were and how good the coffee was um, so an article went out and then Spin 103.8 FM loads of people kind of picked up on it and it just kind of spread like wildfire like I was getting loads of, I didn't we had no idea I was getting loads of messages. People being like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And then that weekend was just mayhem. <laughs> we had like a queue around the deck and, and this is before queues were kind of regular. You know, this, so we were, it was all around the deck. I think I had to go to the queue. I'd gone and got extra bread. We got as much bread as we possibly could, but at half one, I had to go out and be like, we've completely sold out <laughs> wow. on a Saturday. Yeah, we just couldn't have expected that amount of people. Um, and it's just kind of built from there. We we got like bigger, our bread spire, we, got, we kind of were using a more local one when we went to Tartine, it was just more established and could do bigger loaves. Um, it was really all organic sourdough, so it was same quality, but just could handle bigger loads. Because uh, it was just a local bake that made really nice bread, but we couldn't make the size we needed. Um, and then, yeah, so just kind of upped everything and just had to get used to it pretty quick. And it's all about quality. That's your USP. Coffee is yeah. world-class sandwich. T- and I've had one of your sandwiches. I've had your coffee. It is world-class. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, and, 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 you know, people say, well, what sandwich is sandwich? No. Sometimes you bite something and it just, it's a symphony of flavors is, is, is the word. Is <laughs> and the you got the, all, all the elements. You got, yeah, flavor, crunch, you know, textures. It's all, you have to think of it all going on, you know. Yeah, but that is the one thing, yeah, that we've always stuck to, you know, and I think the consistency is thankfully been very good. We've never really like crumbled under the pressure almost. I think we've just figured out how to do it, how to have more, how to keep it going and the communication of say if it is really busy and we don't want to just fire at sandwiches that aren't toasted enough or that aren't made well enough. So sometimes you can have a wait, but it's just to communicate that because they will get the same thing every time. It's kind of always the way we've tried to run it. Um, and that consistency is kind of people know us for being consistent. I like to think anyway. <laughs> That's a training thing of your team, of course. I presume that yeah. if and out, if in doubt, you leave it out. Like if you, if, is yeah, that, yeah. That's kind of the model. It's, like it's, not, it's not worth handing out something that's not good enough. You know? Even little things at the start. And now it's like, I'm very adamant that every coffee that goes out has to have, has to have latte on it. Because that little bit of, people will see a latte art and they'll immediately think this is like, you know, it's their immediate response is, oh, that's lovely. Rather than if you give something, if you get a coffee that has no latte art or no attempt and they just hand it to you, you're like, did they even have pay any attention to this? You know, and little things like that. And then, then it tastes really nice. And that kind of the overall experience is, is and the friendly face when you arrive in each time, all of those little things make a big difference. You know? yeah. I've been very lucky. I was in Ethiopia and Addis Ababa and I saw a nice coffee coffee comes from there uh, yeah in, yeah in, in it's one of the areas so where do you get your coffee how do you source it 
what do you look for in your suppliers? Uh, we get and, our coffee from Roasted Browns. So they roasted out in Delgany. Um, and we had kind of gone around to all the different roasters and tasted everything and wanted a coffee that was going to please everyone was originally what we wanted to do because, you know, there's a lot of older folks out there that, you know, they just want coffee. They don't know anything different. And then you always want it to be good enough that it's smooth and it has a punch of flavor that will kind of please everyone. Whereas if you gave an Ethiopian, it would tend to be kind of fruitier and a bit funkier. Um, so you'd, you'd want it like that you'd bring your granny and she had it, it was the best coffee she's ever had because it tastes like coffee. So it's kind of, it's always been that classic coffee taste, which is really good. Um, that's very subtle though to get it right, isn't it? Because you're down, yeah. obviously the mechanism, cleaning the machine, temperature I know is really important and then obviously yeah. consistency of, of, of the, the bean that goes in yeah so the, you have to yeah, manage that a lot so I, we like cleaner machines every day um, they have to do a full clean down after every day because you're using so much we have temperature probes and the, the machine from the like temperature is in them um, so you can see you can set different temperatures that you want the coffee to be at um, and like we'd use like that you know we don't really shared about it too much but like we, you know, we weigh every coffee we make sure it's all consistent so that's like that again it's all about the consistency so they come back everyone gets that same coffee so yeah all the details is, is like we wear every coffee that comes out of the grinder and make sure the grinder's right make sure that the amount of espresso that's coming out is we weigh that with two separate scales for that so it's all very technical behind the scenes um, but I think be, a lot of times if you're telling people about that they, they seem to glaze over and <laughs> stop listening yeah, um, yeah, but they probably they may not believe it because because the consistency in coffee is just different from every every sorry if you go to different 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 coffee yeah shops, it, it can yeah, be yeah. And I think if people once people start looking into it they realize how much is involved in all of that. Um, but we kind of took the tech that we do that and you just know us as being the consistent people because a lot of times people come down to Blue Island they're not there really to find out about. The coffee they just want a nice coffee and sit in the view and you know be happy out that's kind of so we don't try shit we don't chat about it too much we just kind of try and guarantee that it will be consistent yeah. that we'll and, do that do our job that side and i'm sure during pandemic and we're still in it that a lot of people locals who have got great great it's been a break for them and that getting the taste of your coffee yeah. i've heard feedback because i'm 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 north sider which i shared i've heard feedback uh, 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 from my own kind of my connections to say God yeah we go down there we love the Bull Island and then we have the cup of coffee and in fact the cup of coffee has now become down there from you has been become yeah. synonymous of that that adventure or that 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 kind of little trip yeah it's kind of become part of the whole experience like we've been pretty come pretty established down there now yeah um, and fairness like the second we opened the locals just loved us they have always been supporting us the whole way and delighted for us with anything that happens and uh yeah, they see it like sometimes people might complain that the queue's too long, they can't wait, but they're always happy for us, you know, um, which has been great for the support. And Carl's obviously, got, my dad's from around there, Carl grew up around there his whole life, so everyone knows us. And we know a lot of the, like all the, all our staff are pretty much locals part-time and their parents are coming down, so we've always tried to keep that local feel to it. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's been great how established we are there now. Yeah. That's great. So successful 2020, the South Side beckons to open up happy, <laughs> happy out number two. Then pandemic happens. 
And now you have a very well-established uh, shop in Donnybrook. Do you want to bring us through that journey? And I know you shared before online, particularly now, we're now on the 6th of July, and that, that kind of opening up, not opening up, you know, if you can intro that, that that sort of pressure that comes with that. Yeah, so, well, we, we had actually been looking at opening up on the side um, in early 2020, and then obviously pandemic hit, so that got put on pause and had no idea what, what was going to happen at all. But then after a while, we reopened and everyone was doing takeaway and everyone was queuing properly. And that was one of the things at the start. No one really was queuing properly or knew how to do it. And everyone's too t- close together. But then everyone just kind of figured it out. And we kind of could see that people were used to this and it started to open up again. So we got pretty busy and uh, I did need a bit extra time around so all the all the guys that have worked in Bull Island are, have been there for years, so they're great. And um, I was able to look at it again and just figured people are doing this. This takeaway can work. And I, I thought we'd open for seats anyway, but um, so we just started to restart the conversation um, and kind of went for it. Yeah, decided to take it on. Needed a bit of, we had to do a good bit of work inside. Um, and kind of, I kind of wanted to take on a bit more of the brunch side of things um, doing a bit, bit more food because that was kind of why I always got into it um, but yeah it was a pretty easy decision like we knew there's not much around Donnybrook before that um, and there's loads of people going to Herbert Park and it kind of needed something that was better that, that was as good as everywhere else there was a lot of places that were kind of below par and much needed so I felt and I kind of grew up around that area so yeah it just felt right um, but then I remember we had done all the works and we were ready to open up and then obviously another lockdown hit and it was like just the constant waves was through. So we decided to just open for takeaway um, and kind of gradually opened for the first weekend. We opened Just Coffees and then we kind of brought in the Toasties and kind of have kept the Just Coffees and Toasties to start off because I, like, I don't particularly like eating brunch out of a box. So decided not to open up our new brunch menu um, that way and just keep to the toasties but it's been very busy and it kind of again has been taken on very well with the locals they're delighted that there was somewhere in Donnybrook they could get a, a coffee and anyone who's going for meeting up people in the park and Herbert Park all uh, it was much easier than anywhere around so um, thankfully it's been very successful all the way through and yeah the, the last the announcement just there in July of reopening on July 5th was kind of a, another blow but you know, nothing we haven't dealt with before at this stage. Well, just explain if you can share. Like, you you had hired x amount x amount of people ready to go last two weeks ago, and now it's yeah. And so we'd hired six people, um, three full time staff and three part time staff. Um, and you're kind of gearing up and trying to prepping loads of new dishes and new food and kind of changing around the layout inside and getting everything ready. And then it was just a very, the note of the like communication of it was very soon. They, you know, obviously they, they kind of leak everything a few weeks in advance. So we weren't surprised, but they then U-turned again with this vaccine pass. So we don't know if it is two weeks now. Um, so then you're kind of trying to fill shifts and yeah, you've a full, someone you've committed to a full-time hours and you're trying to give them hours, but then, the other part-time guys that have been working there the whole time that you can't just not give them errors and to fill a, a new person so it's awkward enough to deal with um 
and like hopefully it'll only be a few weeks so we kind of have to just swallow the cost of the extra bit and we're doing loads of training even more training than we've done before and kind of holding anyone or the part-time guys that have been there for a while or the new we've got coffee training we've got training on serving tables and we're doing tastings of the menu just to not just to fill the times but so that everyone's well equipped for reopen but um yeah it's just trying to use the use the time wisely now while we have it how do you process uh this in your head because you know you you jumped off a little bit of a cliff with a lot of uncertainty you took a mm. risk now you calculate a risk i presume um mm. yeah again uh, we will build it and they will come uh, version yeah. two, uh, slightly different Bull, Bull Island and Donnybrook. It's obviously and obviously there's different, pretty different numbers and expenses and rents and stuff like that. And how yeah, do you yeah. process the kind of stop start for you? I, you know, I'm just curious because other people look in and say, God, how do you, you know, how do you get up in the morning, and move forward, not knowing that what's going to happen tomorrow around your business? Yeah, we're like we're not too bad because well, originally the opening of you know we're known well enough for top, for coffee that takeaway and you know bull lines many takeaway so we do that very well so we knew we could open and make some money like i'd say if you're a regular restaurant that doesn't have takeaway it's a very different ball game and dealing with the say is very different whereas we can just continue what we're doing now um but you just have so much invested in the new menu and you we've kind of been talking about it for a long time now that you're very much looking forward to doing it eventually um and that that's just disappointment in general, you know, kind of, but it's not like it's gone. You're just waiting. Um, and yeah, like it just means it kind of got quieter because we don't have a huge amount of outdoor seating here. So you're just hoping for things to happen for a while because, um, because you're just not as busy. So you, and then you're, then you've hired more people. You just have to keep an eye on things, let people know, like we communicated very well with our staff and like, look, this isn't going to change too much. It just means, we, uh, you know, we have to wait a little longer. There might be a shortage on a, a few hours. Just, but they all understand. Like they know, I'm in there a lot of times. Kind of, they'll see my reaction, which is just a bit disappointed. But they know we're trying as hard to. We've always been very good to them, so they're not sitting there giving out. Um, everyone's just a bit disappointed in general. Um, but we we're kind of it, it's easier for us because we we have takeaway. You know, and we okay. we can continue trading and making money that way. So it's. It's more the disappointment of it all rather than yeah. uh, having to completely close and not be able to do anything. So you have momentum. There's some light. There's sorry, light there, and you regularly yeah. come along, and and you're building brand or building stickiness within that. In yeah, itself, you know. Oh, okay. And it, there's a bit of the, the building of the brand side, which you're like this new brunch menu has kind of been talked about a long time now, and we haven't done it yet. And then you're trying to do it, and is it going a bit stale because we've been going on but never happened, and um which is kind of, you know, we've had this new kitchen, but we haven't done much change, change much really. Um, so a bit to that, I'm like, I want to, like, I we think the brunch menu is going to be really good. Uh, we've kind of gone through everything, tasted it on a lot of people. Um, so we're ready to go with this, but it's kind of one of those, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to go stale ever, do you know? Well, so, so share, you mentioned it, obviously you're really passionate about it. Share, I, I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, uh, and I don't know but what I'm getting hungry about. So, so to, give me, yeah, give, me so, give me a little pot puri of what, uh, what, what, I'm, uh, what I'm what I'm missing or what I'm going to get? Well, we have a few different things. That's it's kind of I didn't really want to do anything that's too similar. Um, so I've kind of and over 
COVID and everything, I've been doing lots of cooking at home, especially when we first closed. Um, so making stock, uh, sourdough and I kind of, you know, this whole new world of sourdough starters and baking like pure organic sourdough. So we, I've been growing this starter for a year and a half. And um, one of the things you have to do is discard a lot to then feed your starter. But obviously you're throwing away a lot of the dough that's there, the, the starter that's there. So we, we started frying it up and you kind of bake it. So rather than having an avocado and toast with the sourdough starter, kind of baked fried base. And then we put out, we have a, two poached eggs, a bit of scallions. We get this like lovely lemon and feta mousse, uh, bacon and a pesto. So it's kind of different. I've never really seen it on any menu. Um, there's no real name for it. It's kind of, we've called it a Levan flatbread. Um, because when the sourdough starter is risen, it's when you would use the Levan to make bread. But instead we're frying it. It's kind of like a pancake or, but it's more of like a very, it's a denser, savory pancake. Um, then we have a nice potato hash with black pudding and chorizo crumble, a fried egg and an achiote mayo. It's kind of a new, like a chipotle mayo, but slightly different flavor, a little bit sweeter. Um, and then we've got uh, some nice breakfast tacos. I was making a lot of tacos at home. Just very into Mexican food. Um, so it's like we make our own hot sauce. We've got a breakfast taco with hot sauce scrambled eggs, sour cream, chorizo, pickled red onion, some kind of slightly frozen chilies. Um, and then the other one is kind of a sweeter one. So we've got the Japanese souffle pancakes um, with like a strawberry cool, strawberry and lime coulis and uh, raspberry and strawberry compote and whipped cream and a bit of mint. So it's, uh, it's pretty out there. Oh, just to tell you, I, I my 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 lips are watering here. Yeah, in, in here, would you say that that really it sounds so attractive? Most yeah, there's uh, a few new things. The, the sourdough starter, I think, is throwing a lot of people. They they were the little van pancake. Yeah, uh, because no one's. I've never seen it on. I saw it randomly watching a video on what to do with your starter stuff is fried up and you, know, you fry it with a bit of salt and scallions, and it's you just get this really nice kind of. It's almost like a pizza. It's like a mix between a pizza and a pancake. It's um, it's lovely. Uh, and it's kind of a fresher place but it, we kind of tried to somewhat veer away from like the avocado toasts and the eggs benedict and just stuff that you kind of see you want to change it up a bit yeah, so really interesting when you're hiring people what um, what do you look for in, in, in when someone presents for an interview um, um, it's kind of different if you're hiring for coffee in here in Bull Island, it's you want someone that can just work with the group. You know, you can train everyone. We train everyone up ourselves. So with coffee and stuff, we train everyone anyway. So you just want them to be have cop on, you know, and and be sociable. Uh, so like, because you don't want someone come in, it's kind of awkward and doesn't want to, isn't really able to talk to people, and because they have to be busy, they have to be able to work pretty fast and just kind of have a bit of cop on about themselves just to figure out things and not be standing around and you know, make themselves busy because we'll train them how to do all the coffee. Um, but then in Donnybrook, when we're hiring for the kitchen, you want someone that kind of wants to do something. We've, well, the way we've hired is you want someone that again, wants to work because you know, you have to, everyone has to get involved in everything and be doing every part and but something that wants something different. You know, like I said, the menu is, is, kind of new um so someone with a bit of flair and with some new ideas and once and kind of has an idea of the 
the Dublin brunch scene or the Dublin lunch cafe scene um, so that they know what they're competing against, you know. And the can can you spot it in somebody coming in? They just have that little persona, a little bit of energy. Yeah, you can tell you can tell within about like the first few questions, or even the like as they walk in or how they they greet. You know straight away if someone's awkward or if they have a bit of chat about. Them, you know. How would you um, advise? How would you advise that twenty-two-year-old or eighteen-year-old that might be a bit unsure? How how would they how do they naturally present? Uh, you know, within their own persona and they're not acting in the sense that they, what should they think? Sometimes just be yourself. Don't be shy, you know. Um, some people are naturally shy, so that's okay even if they come in. But a lot of times if, if you're shy, it's not really going to work too well in a cafe because you have to say hello to every person that walks in the door. You have to kind of work with the number of people on a, as a busy, in a busy service. So it's, uh, yeah, don't be shy is kind of the main thing. Um, because it means then you'll probably get stuck in and want to learn. You have to ask a lot of questions and um, yeah, that's be chatty. But you're also on your feet. I mean, it's a, it's very demanding. Physically, it's very demanding. Nobody's sitting down making a coffee. You know, people are moving around. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of you're on your feet. You're moving around. You're it's it's not like you're standing there all day. You know, um, you're kind of. That's kind of the buzz of it. And that's why we're looking forward to having people sitting inside. There's a buzz around people sitting inside. Like you're kind of, it's an open kitchen. So you're kind of serving them. So you kind of get an energy from that. And like that, when people walk in, you get an energy from saying hello. Like when say it's quiet and people are standing around, you just get tired because it's, it's not much to do, but you always have, you always have something to do. So it's not as a, like at the end of the day, you are wrecked. Um, Cause like that, you are a stand on your feet, but in the middle of it, you don't really realize how do people, I've never asked this question of anyone, but some people who, clients come in, you, you just can never please them. Before even they yeah. come in, nobody can please them. How does that, can you see it very quickly? Uh, yeah, 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 their body language is always off. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of one of the things I always say, like, you know, everyone could be having a bad day. And a lot of times, either, you know, you get two Lutelli things that they definitely shouldn't be telling you. Um, or like that someone's just in a bad mood and like you just never know they're coming into us after a bad meeting they're coming into us after being the doctor after you know anything so you just have to smile and kind of nod a lot of times they either won't want to engage or they'll give out with something and you just gotta got to take it but you know if you always appreciate that it's not you you know it's nothing personal and do you train uh, your team around that I mean because some people would you train that people come in guys here's our approach the customer like the old dick the customer is always right even if they're wrong yeah yeah uh, so like you know we're called you just, happy house <laughs> and you just you just but you take it appropriately but but sometimes it can be it can be overbearing i presume some means you know like yeah that, and that, then if, if it's overbearing sometimes myself or one of the managers will kind of step in in a way and just diffuse it or or deal with them and be like oh it's, what, what's the problem here if it's Getting a bit, you know, we'll always jump in and we're not expecting the part-time guys to know how to deal with that all the time, but um, you, we'll like try and solve it and calm it and make sure everything's okay. And a lot of times with that, if it's causing a lot of fuss, um, we'd kind of know how to, you know, treat them and be like, no, that's no problem. Yeah, you like, be over generous, like kill them with kindness almost. Because yeah. um, a lot of times if you kill them with kindness, like if you fight fire with fire, it's just not going to win. You get a bad rep someone else it's just not the way we do it whereas if you kill them with kindness they kind of then 
cop on or feel, feel sorry and they're like, oh, sorry, I'm just having a bad day. You know, they'll notice it. So explain that because I get it intimately. Explain that kill them with kindness for someone who's, 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 who doesn't understand that. Just explain. Give a scenario as to how someone just leans in. Like if someone's like giving out about something that's like say, sometimes you could get something that orders a flat white but doesn't know what a flat white is and they think it's a big drink but then it arrives in a small drink it's like what the hell is the size of this and you're like that's a flat white and they're like oh I ordered it you know and they they mightn't have ordered it that way and a lot of times it's easier to just be like nope like oh that's not a problem Joe. Uh, what, what were you looking for and then rather than being like no that's a flat white you know that's what you ordered you just, they obviously don't get it. You'd be like, oh, no problem, don't worry. Like, what would you, what would you like? Well, we can make it again. We can make it a different one, Joe, if that's not what you, what you wanted. Like, for the sake of that one coffee, you then are just, then they're like, oh, either, either, like, no, don't make it again. You're like, well, whatever you'd like is no problem. Like, it's genuinely no problem a lot of the time. So then they're like, oh, uh, no, sorry, it's been, I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll drink it. And rather than being like, that's flat white, that's what you get. You're like, this is ridiculous. And walking out, he's kind of, he or she, it can be like, oh no, don't worry. Look, I, and then we can be like, oh, next time, like a flat white's actually in a small cup, and you might they might open the conversation to tell them what it is, or you'd make them a new one, and they'd be like, sorry about that, no problem at all. Like, and then that's that dealt with in two minutes rather than some big argument and potentially your view, and you know, yeah, uh, that's Vince folks. I had a very old friend who's no longer with this guy called Jim Reddington, and he was a very famous massage guy. Uh, and near oh, yeah. in South Dublin. Oh, he was he was uh, uh, G man. Oh well, he used the supermodels, everything. He was just, he, but he was a wood carver as well, and he was a U.S. Marine. And he immigrated to the U.S. and he got a job in Macy's selling lace. And <laughs> and and he'd come in and he'd be, he'd be selling lace. These customers come in and they'd be saying, "Do you not know who I am?" So Jim Jim used to get fed up with this because he was like an, an Irish an Irish guy over there, and uh, he'd say, "Hold on, sir, for a second and he'd say. Does anyone know who he is? Because he doesn't know who he is, you know? And that was his, in a very soft voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd push it back and then they'd get all flustered, you know? Now, I'm not sure that would would would, would land well now, but I thought it was a very funny way of... of, of yeah, but it's just a different way of dealing with it because like that, you know, if that's, yeah, true, I'd say. <laughs> but if you, uh, yeah, if you try and argue with them, it's just not worth it, you know? Um, you're in the, we're in the hospitality industry that we're, we're meant to be the, people that know how to deal with this so um some like sometimes it's not easy and it, you don't always get it right but most of the time we'll always say just look take it and deal with it you know deal with it nicely they're having a bad day or if you can just kind of sometimes maybe we're too nice and we accept too much but it just makes us better and that's anyone who's seeing us deal with it they see that we react with it pretty well and it just tends to work better in our favor you know no, I, I I get that, but but it's just interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's one of the parts that is it is tough. You know, sometimes if we don't get it too often though, so but it is sometimes it is tough to deal with, and you you're like it can't make sense of it, but yeah, it always works out better just to. But it's yeah, a great life sense. skill to develop if you think about it, because every situation, yeah. you have stuff in front of you that you may not like, and if you respond the right way you're better to you ameliorate that situation and move yeah and a lot of times you see, you, you see or hear about the issue like a lot of times they're like sorry I'm just having a bad day and that's that's all it is it's nothing to do with them it's it's nothing to do with like guys working it's they're just having a bad day and they just reacted that way yeah that's you know 
Well, I was a referee, as you know, for 27 years. I've lots of yeah. I've lots of say, experience yeah. of people <laughs> yeah, having a bad so. day. Yeah, uh, uh, but we won't we won't go there. I could I could probably I might get sued if I talked about certain people. We, we might know <laughs> on how they on how they perform. I'm and sure I know some of them pretty well. <laughs> networking. What does that mean to you? I'm just curious. Um, it's probably slightly different. Like you tend the like cafe scene's pretty pretty small in, in Dublin so I'd know most of the other cafe owners around or you'd know who they are or whatever um, but a lot of times it, you know we're kind of doing our own thing and as long as we focus on our own thing it's uh, it's not I wouldn't say there's as much networking like we know them all um, and help out when we can you know like a lot of times there's an oatly shortage. The oat milk is this new, it's massively popular, but oatly is the, the main brand and that ran out one time. So everyone was scrambling together to see who could get it, where they were getting it. And that kind of networking is, it's a very friendly industry, but um, a lot of times because of, we're just producing something for customers, we just got to focus on ourselves. And as long as we know it, we're doing what we're doing right, then that's all we can do because it's not like other places can help in that way you know I, I understand and mentors have you I know you you, you went into the business with your uncle and you, yeah. and you have a business family that, that's that's close to you any 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 mentors on, on the journey even in that partner who must be still scratching himself but he gets a nice coffee now probably gets a discount yeah. on the coffee from KPMG and <laughs> um, have you because for some people uh, and I've come across this I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you in, in, in my in my career sometimes younger people are afraid to ask somebody uh, for their opinion, who might be ahead of them, and for their support, and can be very surprised. People, are, are, if it's done the right way, are very willing to support somebody. Yeah, um, like I said, like my dad would be a big mentor for me. I suppose he's, he's kind of been through. He started his own companies and stuff like that. Um, but I'd say like the guys from Rosie Brown have probably been the closest in terms of an external mentor advising like we, t- we talk to each other a lot and run things by each other or um just a very good relationship in terms of the business as well as you know being a supplier um and i'm sure there's someone i might mention that's like ah for god's sake <laughs> um but i'm never too afraid to ask someone for opinions or um but they they probably in terms of the our business and what we do um have helped to with just getting things right and doing new things and uh and then like I, the account we use Dennis Butler has actually helped a good bit and just kind of advises on other sides of things even though I just think I'm a qualified accountant but mainly work in audit so other sides of that has, has always helped you know in terms of the general accounting of actually managing your books and so that. That's kind yeah. of common sense stuff that maybe some of these mentors that you can you know, but sometimes in the heat of battle, it's hard to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they'd like he'd have different experience of you know loads of different companies. So he's always kind of you could call him and ask him just you know just for a sense check as well. Um, same with the guys in Russell Brand. A lot of times it's just a, a sense check on what you're doing or kind of to see is this idea mental or do you think it'll work or. Um, yeah, they probably be two that help at the moment. Yeah. Great. So what's what's next now? You have two 
the brunch the brunch menu obviously when that's yeah. about to go live after that had your plans over the next couple of years that you'd see maybe number three number four or maybe other areas where you see opportunity um at the moment uh like there's a few things that might may pop up they've the Dublin City Council have announced that they're opening a place and they want to open a place in Sanimant which would obviously be number one priority for us to get um I grew up on the strand I kind of you know that's I grew up on that beach every day so uh that would be great um but again we have to tender for it and the competition's out there so a lot of people want to do the same thing now so that'll be tough um but if we got that that'd be great and that'd be a very kind of natural number three you know it, it would make sense it's uh that would be what, what we'd probably be aiming for um and then it's to see see how like we kind of have to see how Donnybrook goes you know how settled we get um like it hasn't been fully open so it still has to open half and then open uh fully and we have to get used to that uh so that'll take a while uh, and then we might see after that but you know two is a lot a lot of work um so three maybe just right or too much and so we'll have to just check how much like I need a life as well <laughs> That's it. And, and I know, I, I do know that uh, you, when you're not working, you're, you're involved in sport and you're very involved in sport. Um, do you want to mm. share a little bit of that? Is that a great switch off for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love it. Uh, it's tougher now because we're open seven days a week. So I play as much, I've played as much as I can. Um, I haven't gone back yet this year, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, rugby and Wanderers has always been, always been there. Yeah. Love it. It's, uh, I've kind of played rugby since I was seven or eight years old. So uh, it's I'm probably battling with the decision at my age now. It's two places open seven days a week. Do I have the time or can I continue? Um, but it is a battle. <laughs> I'm constantly timing and hawing. I'm going to go back. I'm not going back. Um, but yeah, it's a great club down there. And just playing, like I, last year, or you know, pre-COVID, I yeah, was at a full year kind of playing on on the first. And it's just great to get out and, you know, have that team camaraderie because the, the part of you know being an entrepreneur you're, you're kind of and I have my uncle obviously but you are on your own a lot and you know it's not like you're in an office with lots of people so it's great to have a club with a big crew and you know your Sundays or, or your Saturdays are a big match and a few drinks after and stuff so and for always tough going into work on a Sunday after that but <laughs> But for anyone listening, Wanderers, Marion Road, Lanson Road, Premier Club, 151 years yeah. old. It's a fabulous place to go play, I think. Absolutely fabulous place to go play. Couldn't recommend it more. But that's, that's great. That's a great club. No, they, it's been, and like I've played with them now since, since leaving school. So, um, yeah, they've been there the whole time. Great bunch. Um, and they've always, you know, everyone that's channeled through, it's the same kind of vibe and same kind of group. Yeah, it's brilliant. No, that, that, that's that that is great. I hear the great John Harner has retired. A loss, a loss, a loss to rugby. He has to. My word, never thought that day would come. A loss to rugby. He was one of the finest centres we ever had in the club. Yeah, that's a big statement. That's <laughs> a big. Considered Andrew Slack, ex Australian yeah. Australian captain, and Kevin Flynn, who played the famous score in the sixties for Ireland. But we, we no, no, nothing on John Harner. Nothing on John Hannard, his dedication. <laughs> speed. I think speed was his... And agility, his, I'd say. And agility, yes. I forgot that yeah. word. Uh, uh, 
I hope we don't get sued out of this now in that sense. But, uh, uh, last question, and I really appreciate your time, and I know you're, you're, you're busy there. Five words describe your career to date, and really, I suppose, moving from the kind of the KPMG into where you are now, and just any words that are, it doesn't have to be five words, but anything you can sort of say what you've got from it when you look back. Yeah. Um, uh, security. Expertise, knowledge, excitement, and uh, value. That sounds good. That sounds. That sounds. To me, I'm hearing. Yeah, fun, fun. I uh, love the taste of it. And yeah, like it was a, a lot of work do. getting what I did in KPMG, and it stood to me, and it, I feel like I, you know. It gives me a lot of, uh, you know, good knowledge on business and sides. But now, happy, it's very exciting. I really like what we've done. I'm pretty proud of what we've done, and yeah, it's an exciting future. Brian, listen, I really appreciate your time today. I know you're probably going in to make some toasties now. Probably a Q. Yeah, man. Testing out another brunch menu. Making another brunch menu. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it opens, I guarantee I'll be oh, there. Oh, please, guys. <laughs> Looking forward to it to start. To order. But listen, I want to thank you so much for 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 coming on the show today. And uh, no worries really at all. Appreciate, it's been really great. appreciate uh, And I think people listening will get a sense of that. There are, you know, even if you're in that very defined career, yeah, you can jump off the cliff a little bit, and there is a there is a there is a route, a very positive route on the other side. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's been great. And thanks for having me on. Now it's uh, a pleasure to be asked. Yeah. So thank my, you very much. My great pleasure. Hope I didn't ramble too much. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Thanks very much, Brian. Cheers, James. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Career Scoop, brought to you by Elevate Career Advice and Elevate Executive Selection, Dublin and Bermuda. I'm James Fitzsimons, and I hope you've enjoyed listening. Join us next week for more episodes of The Career Scoop. Bye.